You're listening to the Audio Nowcast, sponsored by API. Now from the Nowcast Network Studios, here's Mike. Hey, welcome to the Audio Nowcast. My name is Mike Rodriguez, and before we get going, let me introduce the guys. And girls, actually, this time. <laughs> yeah. Over here on my right, we've got the one and only Bobby Osinski. Bobby. In 360. Yay. 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 Uh, next to him, we've got Diego Soko. Mike! Diego! Diego. Hey. I missed you guys. Across the table, we've got the one and only Nick Peck. Hello, Hello Mike! <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to 360 Me. <laughs> <laughs> And next to me, we've got Mr. Bobby Summerfield. (laughs) And joining us from somewhere in the world, the one and only Iron Man of the Audio Nowcast, Mr. Rob Arbiter. And today we are joined by some great friends. Uh, We've got joining us today, uh, Miss Kendra Montagna. Hello. And also, we've got with us Miss Bliss McGinnis. Yay! Ladies and gentlemen, last podcast I teased that I had a really big announcement, and Mm. that announcement is we are doing Audio Nowcast 360. This is our very first one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I know what all of you viewers are saying. God damn, those guys are ugly. Let's go back to the audio. Exactly. We've had people who've uh, wanted us to do a video podcast for a long time. We've been doing this for 10 years, and I thought... Who? My mom. (laughs) Three people. Oh, your mom. Okay. 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 My dad. Okay. That's three people already. That's good. We've had had some requests, and there's some really good video podcasts out there. Um, And it wasn't until recently when technology kind of caught up, because I was not about to put eight GoPros, you know, around the table and stuff like that. But, Good. But with uh, 360 video... That's um, the end of it, us. It's really great. <laughs> <laughs> we just put the camera in the middle uh, yep. and uh, we talk. So uh, nice. it's going to have a... Look, this is our first one, so bear with us. It's going to have a really um, behind-the-scenes feel. Um, we're not going to do much editing. This is basically, you know, the podcast is still our number one thing, but we just want to bring you guys in and you can see what happens and, you know, when we panic and things break and stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) And it happens more often than you would think. Yes. Um, But yeah, so you'll be able to watch this on our uh, Audio Nowcast channel. We're going to do some really cool things and we've got some really big plans. Uh, Bliss McGinnis is uh, producing it and she's helping me out and really making this possible so it's not all on my shoulders like everything else is. So. Yay. It's going to be really good. It's going to be really fun. And uh, if we don't look at the camera, it's because... I'm looking at you all the time. <laughs> I know. Hey, Hello. Hi, Hi, world. Hi, world. spinning on Don't chair. look at yes. the camera, Rob, whatever Rob. you do. I'm giving you the 360 treatment. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. That's <laughs> 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 360. Oh, <laughs> Uh, it's serious business here <laughs> yeah. at the Audio Now. So it, it'll be kind of fun. We're going to have a good time. And this is going to grow. The first podcast may have mono audio. We're going to see. But there's a lot of really great tools out there. But, you know, baby steps. And we just, you know, put up the API banner, which is kind of cool. API Woo-hoo. sponsored us. They sent us a bunch of stuff. A bunch nice. Of swags. nice. Look. Look. I got an API mug. I, I have one of those. You what? Actually, can I have the? <laughs> wow! You see, isn't that easy? See, 
You, you want it? Of okay. course not. My, uh, uh, if Diego wants the API mug, I'll just settle for a 1608. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whiskey. Uh, yes, thank you. That uh, you know what? what? You're gonna think you're gonna think this is a put on, but I actually have here my API keychain. Oh, Wow. <laughs> I'm like, come on. And mine We've been is reduced the to showing keychains. 2016 edition. Is that a uh, Look at you. You're a pro, man. Okay. <laughs> so, do they still make audio gear or just I, I coffee think, mugs I and chips? Uh, chips. It looks uh, like there's chips that, inside. That there's a bit of market <laughs> to be made. They, selling, yeah. they do mugs and they do keychains. That's, that's all. About it. Yeah, more money than that than they have on the mic gear. <laughs> like, but anyhow, so this is uh, this is ten years. We're going to do this v- Gear VR thing, and we're just going to see what's going to happen. If you want to watch us, you can watch us on uh, on YouTube. You'll be able to scroll around. But if you really want the experience, get a set of goggles, and like you can be in the middle. It'll be like we're yelling at you. <laughs> wow! <laughs> you, you, so excited! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Suddenly it all went black. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so uh, let's uh, let's move on, guys. It's been uh, Diego. Since you've last been here, we've uh, we've turned ten. Nice. Congratulations! Yeah. Happy so, birthday. Um, that was a couple podcasts ago. Yeah. And uh, let's see. When you were last here, we were like eight. So it's been a while since. Uh, yeah. You've been here. <laughs> no. But I, you've been doing some really great stuff. Thanks. Really. Yeah, I've been doing some little things uh, with my series. I've been releasing a new product, and uh, you got to yeah. tell me. Let's talk a little bit about Colorbots okay. because, and, and first of all, if you go to DiegoStuckle.com, you can look and see uh, his demos that he has for this, but because they're pretty awesome. But Thanks. talk about Colorbots and what exactly there is, because it's a little. You know, sometimes there's a little confusion as to what it is, but it's a great. I mean, if you look at your demos, it's. It's amazing. Thanks, thanks. So basically the idea is that you can take a loop, any rhythmic loop, and you can immediately apply tonal layers on top of it. So you can make it playable. On your keyboard, you can play notes and you can do whatever you want. I've been doing this thing manually for years, and it's not easy. It takes a while, and then sometimes there's time stretching involved, so the sound is not great. But I finally figured out a way to do it in live, Uh, so I built this session uh, where you can do things like, uh, you know, applying tonality and playing it. And you can also do tempo changes. You can do uh, timbre changes. Um, now, are this, is it, what is it, convolution or is it a plugin? It's a cross-synthesis. Cross-synthesis is basically the synthesis uh, behind the vocoder, okay? But the trick behind this, behind vo- uh, color bots, is that I combine the vocoder and other things with these uh, files that I call colors, there are phrases that I played either on my custom-built instruments or I played with synths and all kind of stuff, and they have to sound in a certain way to work uh, with the vocoder synthesis. Uh, so, for example, if you play something on your synth and right. the sound is kind of hollow, yep. it's not going to translate well. Or right. if it's just a static note, it's not going to be that interesting. It's going to be very boring. Uh, so I've been working on this thing. I, I created like 200, 300 phrases, and then I kept the 50 that I liked the most, put them inside live, and so if you have live standard edition, you just buy this thing and you can immediately turn everything tonal. And what do they, what do they show up as in, in the synth? Do they show up as a plugin? It's they not show a up synth. A, right, right. I know. Yeah. I just, like, if as, people audio want clips. To know, so, as audio clips. You know, when you have live in front of you, right, right. there's uh, five columns in the middle called sure. uh, palettes. And the colors are sitting inside these palettes. So you just drag it into one of the color tracks and then it gets sent to the color bot. And then the color bot does its magic. So 
when you press a key on the keyboard, the playback starts automatically. There's no need to reroute anything. It's already happening. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. We're going to have to talk afterwards. Yes. I'm gonna have to I'll get send my... you a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it means talking. That's right. <laughs> okay, okay. Be off Guess what? Right. Yeah. We don't have to talk afterwards. No, <laughs> we, we got to sort it already. <laughs> um, that's pretty cool. And, and sound designers obviously would, would yeah. do something like that. Yeah, because you also... know, it can also be used for, let's say you have Foley. Let's say you're doing footsteps and stuff and you want to add a weight or a sense of tonality. You just route that track through ColorBot and it's going to immediately add whatever sound you want on it. And, and it's just not just for music uh, things. You can obviously turn it into, I don't know, different materials because I used different instruments and different th- kind of things. So... It's pretty interesting. I That's just cool. released it a week and a half ago, so I'm sure there's uh, people out there now starting to explore how it works. Uh, and I'm doing the same myself. I just posted the, uh, two clips on Instagram. Um, so, yeah. That's Did you awesome. program it? Yeah. I mean, it's not actual programming as in uh, writing code, but, um, you know, live has a lot of different plugins that you can combine together in chains. So I put together these chains, and then I did the macro controls for it. Uh, so in a way, yes, there is some programming, but uh, it's not a hundred percent programming, and it's not a separate it's a session. plugin. It's a, it's session a session with loops. Yeah, but it's there's a synthesis aspect course, behind it, but the it's not a, it's not really a synthesizer per right, se. Exactly. You know, no, it's brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. I mean, how I would achieve that is with vocoders yeah exactly yeah. And yeah. Stuff like that. that's how I do do it yeah. that's yeah. great if it's something quick and ready to go right yeah. and it has creative loops in the first place Ex- yeah exactly because that's the trick it's and you can happen. you can take what you did and tweak it obviously of course you know, yeah. totally you, can, you can change the pitch you can change you can have multiple color bots running at the same time so you can have three colors blending and then for one you can just say I'm not going to change the pitch for this so it can work as a as a chord or as an ostinato that you can keep there and then you can move just the bass wait say that again Ostinato. <laughs> That's the actual pronunciation. It does sound better when Italian. I'm just saying. That's yeah. right. I'm just saying. That's you could just just say any phrase. No, say staccato, rubato, ostinato. Oh, you're killing me. I know all of them. Pizzicato. rubato, forte, piano. There you go. There you go. Finally, something I can do well. You don't. You say You don't. You say quavers. What do you say for quarters? Accordo. Accordo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's great, Diego. I mean, Thanks, not just your pronunciation of musical terms, I, but, yeah. but your product is pretty Thanks. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was it. <laughs> All right, uh, can be no, for something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to giving it a shot. And yeah, because you always you do great stuff. Your convolution, Thanks. like um, look up Diego's convolution reverbs and things like that. Yeah, that's been doing well. Yeah, people really love it. Um, and, uh, I didn't know that you made a convolution. I made. Uh, rhythmic impulse responses. So I created this technique where okay. instead of doing reverbs yeah. or just uh, ambiences, it creates rhythmic uh, interactions yeah. with the sound. So when That's you apply great. something on it, uh, let's say you turn the drums into a pile of bricks and obviously you can manipulate the pitch so you can make them smaller and larger and longer and tighter. So that's a lot of things. And so the IR is, 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 has a rhythmic value. It's got rhythm in it, basically. Yeah. And at the moment, there isn't a engine can that can tune that thing no, into a specific test. So it's kind of a thing that you do by ear. Yeah. But I actually like it a lot because uh, remember when we used to just tempo the delay to yes, whatever sounds yeah, good. Yeah. That's the way you use it, you yeah, know. Exactly. 
And I still like that idea. I, I do too. I do too. And, and so that's uh, basically a next step in convolution. And I released two volumes of that. It's two hundred input responses each. And, and they're really good too. They're interesting and they're great. And you can you can do some amazing. I'll make a nice package for you guys, like yeah. a coupon thing. There you go. Uh, we'll, we'll talk after. You the know show. what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's let's can we give away one? Let's give away one. Sure. Okay. We'll, we'll do. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we're, we can we're do gonna, that for sure. We're yeah. Do a giveaway. And yeah, we're we can figure do a it coupon. Out. Yeah. I don't know how we're gonna. Give it away, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We can say, look at the video, tell me where this is happening. That's right. So I can force you to watch the video. And then- <laughs> hey, that's a great idea. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Yeah. And believe me, with giveaways in this podcast, yeah. we, we have a sketchy. Each one of our eight, uh, eight listeners will be very excited. <laughs> that's right. It's easy to give it away, away. it's hard to deliver it. There you go. Yeah. Mike's mom is going to go. win Diego's. <laughs> 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 Michael, what are you with these? They're not playing in my MP3 player. Yes. <laughs> Actually, Actually if they can. If we're, if we're uh, touting Diego's many, many uh, praises, I absolutely need to, you know, call out Omnisphere 2, which is completely oh, fantastic. Thanks. Well, and it's not just me. You, I know, but you're a, a huge whole... part of that, and it is the most unbelievably useful and awesome and thanks. fantastic thanks. synthesizer. Thanks, I'm glad you like it. It's See? so good. And this is... A lot of love in 360. No, I know. There's so much love in this room. But, you know, let me say, starting from Eric, Ignacio, Scott, uh, Glenn, everybody involved in the team, they really do an amazing job because it's not just an instrument that you release and then it's done. Right. It's a creature that you have to nurture and, and keep growing. And so... And they have great tech support for anybody. Yeah, else. yeah, they're These amazing. Lovely, helpful people. Yeah. In fact, I had a, one of my things went bad a couple of months ago anyway, and I called their tech support and I got helped out right away. And I still message, messages yeah, yeah, yeah. and said, just let you know, it was really great. Even the receptionist was brilliant. He said, yeah, I know we've got a good team. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And he does. You know. you know, it's one of the few plugins too that's really deep where you just, you won't, Sometimes you buy stuff, and within like the first week, you feel like you've mastered the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, with Omnisphere, it's like you're gonna need for like ten years, just, yeah, just to get through the whole. Just thing. the LFOs oh, alone yeah, yeah. can can take you months to master. Just programming your own LFOs, yeah. And stuff. I yeah. mean, it's just it's pretty amazing. The thing anyway. is, oh, I'm sorry. All, all I was gonna briefly say about mm-hmm. Omnisphere too is that. So many people think it's just like an atmosphere or an ambience generator, but nothing could be further from the oh, truth. Oh, yeah, I mean... It's got tons uh, of great lead that, sounds that was, and bass uh, sounds and all sorts of stuff. I don't even remember what year was when the atmosphere was released. And I was already doing stuff for it. Yeah. But Omnisphere, and, and now Omnisphere, it's an actual synth that happens to also have a great uh, library of uh, custom-built instruments, ambiences, uh, devices, and all kind of things that are uh, integrated with the synth. That's why you can do so many things. Yeah, you know? great, great plugin, and I recommend that also. Well, Gears Lad just gave us the synth of the year, 2016. Like the breathers. That's great. So, there you go. Fantastic. We take it. Hey, I want to. <laughs> I want to move on. I want to talk a little bit of industry news here. And one thing I want to talk about because this this company was near and dear to my heart, which was um, way back in Sonic Foundry. Mm. You familiar yeah. with that? Yeah. Sonic yeah. Foundry, yeah. and then Sony bought Sonic Foundry and bought Acid and all that, yep. and now they've been sold to uh, Magix. Which is the German it's software Beringer. company with uh, Samplitude and with a well, not Samplitude. They have um, Sequoia. Oh, yeah. okay. Sequoia. Anyway, I, and you guys, I mean, I haven't used Acid. In, that's funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> what is this podcast? That sounded about? really good. <laughs> what did I get into? What have you been using, Mike? Uh, <laughs> what do you like in these days? <laughs> Mike's favorite software synth now is Mescaline. <laughs> yes. right. His um, software synth. <laughs> 
But I haven't used acid in a while. But any guys you ever use acid back in the day when it was? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, looking I mean, at you, I think you might still be using it. Many times. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I used have any of you guys used Sonic Foundry's acid looping software? <laughs> no, it's not. It used to be killer. <laughs> yeah. Right. It came. You know. It actually. The thing about what was really cool about about acid was it was the. Um, you know, I got here before live and mm-hmm. actually did the whole time stretching yeah, thing and did well. the whole, um, you know, you set the key in and yeah. it was just everything locked really good. Sync was really good. Bobby, did you ever use, did you ever use any of those? Um, the other thing too was um, Soundforge. I don't mm-hmm. know if any of you guys mastered. Soundforge was great. We yeah, used it in Soundforge video did, games yeah. all the time. Soundforge still is good. I still use Soundforge. It's a great, you know, when you have to convert one weird audio format to another one. Yeah. If, if it doesn't open in Soundforge, it, it won't open. Yeah. Um, but it's a really, really great um, product. Anyway, they're selling all those assets and everything to Magix, which is, I don't know. I I hope they continue. I hope they that they they move forward. There hasn't been a lot of development for either one of those products, so it's kind of you know they've kind of been you know languishing and kind of dying on the vine. So maybe um, if Magic you know put some money and investment and R and D into it, you know we could see some really good things. The one thing I know about the, the about Magix is. They get their product out to a lot of places. You see them mm-hmm. at Best Buy, and you see mm. them over at Fry's, and you see their product all over the place. So that's that's kind of a good thing. So maybe they're using the technology for something else. You know, they're going to turn which, it into a which could be other consumer too. thing. I mean, it's so right now. It's it's there's just a lot of really good DAWs and a lot of good music yeah. making tools out there. I mean, just yeah. tons. Um, um, I got back into Logic mm-hmm. and. For two hundred bucks, that has to be your best bang for your buck mm-hmm. out there. I mean, Rob, I know you don't like Logic, you know. Uh, <laughs> you on that one. Viewers, I hope you're seeing the smile on Rob's face. <laughs> Rob is, is going to give you two hundred bucks if you don't ask him to use it. <laughs> I mean, they give you a. There's a huge amount of uh, add-on sounds and instruments, which are way better than the program itself. Yeah. <laughs> it's an inspiring it's a compliment actually you know it's as, as a creation tool it's, it's great yeah. it, it's great for it's really it's, it's inspiration when you play with it but it does sound horrible the fact, <laughs> the fact that they have alchemy now is is yeah, uh, amazing is part of the package is I mean they're just like here you go here's a $250 synth yeah I paid know. 200 bucks for alchemy just by itself right and oh, oh and by the way here's all the sound packs too and you're like score yeah. but um yeah, so I just, you know, it's it's a really interesting time out there. Um, I don't know if nowadays, I don't know if you guys, how you guys feel about it, but, you know, I get a lot of people asking me, you know, if I'm going to get into music, where would you start? Blah, 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 blah. My, my, if you're an intern, if you want to work, well, if you want to work in the industry, I always say Pro Tools because that's kind of where you have to start. But yeah. actually, nowadays, if you're, if you just want to make music and you just want to do something kind of fun on your own, Reaper. Reaper's Reaper is a great place to go. Reaper's live great too. Live's a really good place to yeah. go. I mean, Garage even, Band is a perfectly fine place yeah. to start. Yeah, I mean, it blows the doors off of the quarter inch uh, or the the, the four track cassette recorders I had when I was starting out. You know, it's it's just it's, amazing. Where Fruity Loops is brilliant yeah. too. Oh yeah, FL Studio is amazing. That's mm-hmm. just a, I have that one, and that to me, FL Studio is like if you want to like write music and you want to be inspired. Go from like Pro Tools, go to FL Studio because you you write in a whole different way. I think just... if you're a Pro Tools user producing, you should have FL Studio as well because it, as a producer, it's a really important sound palette to have. It's got a certain style, yep. sonic. It, 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 it certainly nails a lot of the 
the urban and, and, and um, hip-hop stuff. Yep. Nice sound. But yeah, just all the great tools that are coming out and, and it's the entry point is so much easier now than, than where it used to be. Especially – I don't like Logic, but Logic is a great, great bang for your buck. Although I don't know if I would recommend it for a first-time user because it's – it's it's not easy. You got to understand some of the concepts, but it's it's still a good bang for your buck. I can't tell you how many professional film composers I know who use Logic exclusively. Yeah. I mean, it really is just what you like and what you're used to. Yeah. You know, maybe Logic. you start with acid and then you try to <laughs> start with acid and then move up it. from there to the hard stuff. Yeah, I think if you use Feels Logic, you should use acid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kendra, what do you what do you think of all this I, stuff, Kendra? I, I don't judge. Okay. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Mike, what's the best way to become a musician? <laughs> Start with acid. <laughs> I mean, it worked for the Beatles. You know? It's got to be the good one. Well, anyway, I just wanted to make a comment on that and to see, um, you know, we'll, we'll just see what happens with those. I'd hate to see stuff go away, but there's been a lot of really good programs that are no longer around. And, you yeah. know, they, that's the thing about digital. There's no vintage digital, right? There's no, <laughs> it comes and it goes. And it's not like you're going to be like, man, I miss my sound card from 1997. Yes, yeah. but Rob has it all, though. Yeah. <laughs> vintage digital. Vintage. Yeah, I do have a building full of vintage digital. <laughs> and if anyone's looking for what was like a sound designer two card from 1994 <laughs> or something, I'm your guy. <laughs> Sample cell one and two. That was the ones, remember? Yeah, sample cell two. That's what I was thinking. Was Man, those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> they were not good 32 megs of RAM. <laughs> Can you believe it? And the good thing is with the Mac used to crash. The app used to crash, but the sounds are still loaded. Uh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, let's not, let's not go there. Nightmares. Nightmares. You spend all this time mapping everything out. You go yeah. and start the session. Gone. Yeah. It's all gone. You can go further back than that. Remember the Sinclair? Remember the Fairlight? When he used to just the green screen, he used to get that little cursor thing up there. Just like, sorry. Yep. <laughs> I'm alive, but I'm not responsive. Yes, sorry. sorry. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna we're gonna move on from that. I wanted to talk to um, to Bobby really quick because he actually went to um, a high end audio show mm. and and. Give us a little report on where you went and what you saw, and because um, that's a whole different world. I mean, when you're talking about speakers that cost as much as a house in some places, I mean, it's just. It was called the show, the high end show in Newport Beach. Even though it wasn't in Newport, it was actually in Irvine. Hmm. But uh, it was the first hi-fi show I've been to in maybe ten years, and there. Two things that really struck me. The first thing is the names of all the manufacturers had changed. Everybody that I used to remember as a high-end audio manufacturer was no longer there, and it was replaced by somebody else, you know, a whole new set, doing the same things, basically. So that was the first thing. The second thing is some things never change in that everything was way, 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 way overpriced. (laughs) Give us an example. (laughs) <laughs> well, it was nothing to see speakers at, you know, $100,000 plus. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. The, the latest thing is that I saw that was very uh, – that is a trend in making you buy things is you can no longer buy just the amplifier and the speaker. Now they're an integrated package and they only work together. Oh, that's that's a ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> Which part? The hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> make you buy it together, like a pack. Yeah. So you know, there's stuff like that. 
That being said, what I found interesting was there, there were 6,000 people there. It was very well attended. And it was quite a diverse crowd rather than the old white rich guys that you kind of would expect. It was quite diverse with a lot of younger people. There was actually uh, quite a lot of women there, surprisingly enough. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What's the world coming to? Yeah. <laughs> Kendra, did you go with $100,000 burning a hole in your pocket no. to go? No. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, there were actually two significant things that I saw there. Uh, one was a manufacturer called MPL, MBL out of Germany. And they had a set of speakers that was just phenomenal. Uh, it was the whole live or Memrex thing where they played some stuff and, wow, it was just like you were there. Wow. Uh, very expensive. The speakers they were showing were $70,000 a pair, and that wasn't even their high end. <laughs> their high end were $256,000. Yeah. Um, again, the the big problem with these things in the studio has traditionally been they don't last. You hit them with a kick drum and they're gone. Oh, anyway, the MBL, that was a highlight. That was probably the only one. There was also another company I was just telling the guys before, before we started, that it was called, they're called High Fidelity Cable. Uh, I knew we were going to talk about that. Of course that. we are. <laughs> yes, but it's not what you think because... No? They're not called hangers? <laughs> no, no. Actually, Romance. instead of cables, these were magnets. Oh. They're Ooh. stringy magnets to kind of look like like a mag, like a, a mic cord, about as thick as well. But they were the whole thing was induction. Oh, and they needed a waveguide every so often. So I don't don't know how expensive they are, but and I can't even say they sounded good or bad. It was just interesting. Wow, yeah, that, that somebody was trying something different. Mm. The other thing in that room was they also had a set of speakers that actually sounded pretty good, and there were only a baffle. There was no box to mm. it which was interesting, and no crossover. So that was kind of interesting as well. Uh, now, wh one last thing uh, on this. Some of the sounds of the speakers was atrocious for the amount of money. Uh, unbelievable. It seems like you go into a room and the manufacturer, mentally you can almost hear this, we're going to concentrate on the high end. Mm. So you go in, you hear the tss, 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 and really tinkly high end, no bottom. <laughs> and then you go into the next room and be quite the opposite. And they go, we're going to concentrate on low end. And then there'd be all low end. It'd be like this and there wouldn't be any mids or highs. Wow. And, you know, this is on extravagantly, you know, uh, price speakers. It's yeah. just unbelievable. So, you know, th that part hasn't changed much. Yeah. You know, it's the difference of... Uh it's okay. That part hasn't We're changed. Used to it. You know, the high end, it, it's, I mean, that's a whole can of worms. You start talking about sound, and it's when the scientists, you know, take over as opposed to the artists. You know, mm -hmm. you get the really tech heads and do all this scoping and I'm all this stuff. Minus 10s, I think. Well, hey, listen, we're going to take a break because the camera keeps on breaking. Terrible <laughs> <laughs> camera. And then uh, when we come back, we're going to visit some more, and then we're going to talk about a couple other things. And we're going to talk about. The camera Stop breaking. breaking again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about creativity. Yay, yes, creativity. we are. Nice. <laughs> right. We'll see you on the other side. You're listening to the Audio Nowcast, sponsored by API and Westwave Audio. Have a question for the panel? Would you like to be a guest on the Audio Nowcast and live in the L.A. area? Email us at audio at nowcastnetwork.com. 
Hey, welcome back to Yachty Nowcast. And uh, before the break, we were having all kinds of problems with the camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we figured it was overheating. So uh, design flaw, uh. but we're going um, to move forward. But um, we got a couple things to talk about on the back end. But really quick, I want to um, visit with Kendra because Kendra is – she's an actress and she's also a singer. Um, we're actually working on a project that later on down in the summer you guys will hear about. But um, – but uh, Kendra, uh, you're a singer. You were in a couple of show choirs and things like that? Yeah, I was in a traveling show choir when I was younger, and we performed across the country, and we po- performed at uh, Disney's Epcot Center in Orlando. And now you're, uh, you're an actress, and you're auditioning and going out there and doing some fun stuff. Yeah, I've been SAG for 10 years, and I really love the creative aspect. It's an outlet for me, and it's a safe place where I can just – escape and I enjoy it very much. And uh, is really brave because I saw one of the scenes that she was in and she got chilly, just oh. exploded <laughs> all over her. It was Little. freezing. Really? Yeah, it was really cold. It, I thought you were going to say that I got kidnapped. I always get well, murdered. <laughs> always. I don't know what it is. I've been killed like three in times. In the scenes that you're doing? Uh, yes. You Let's see your dead person glaze your face. No! <laughs> usually, usually like duct tape over my mouth <laughs> oh, <God>. uh, wow <laughs> and I thought the chili was the bad part <laughs> anyway well hey listen I wanted to talk about a few things um, and, and one thing we're going to talk about some creativity on, on the backside. but wait bud <laughs> gutter, you're in the gutter. Lucky Martin Page is not here right now. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. But uh, I did, I did want to talk a little bit about. Um... <laughs> Sorry, but come on, <laughs> Bobby, come on. <laughs> no, come on. Okay, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, you get to see all this stuff. Um, one thing I wanted, one thing I wanted to talk about though, that we didn't get to talk about that much on the ten year anniversary show, and I wanted to kind of touch base on it. Is um, you know we're in a place with um, technology where we're kind of. Uh, I actually had some friends, and we were talking about um, the whole analog versus digital thing. And it's, friends? And it's kind of what, what friends? I mean, wh- who are you talking about? <laughs> Friends that don't interrupt me. <laughs> oh, come on! All of a sudden, you cannot interrupt Mike. Oh my God, you got sensitive all of a sudden. Uh, I miss you, Diego. Uh, I don't miss Except you. Except when you interrupt I can, him. What happened to him? Did he do a brain transplant? That's not the mic I remember. Oh, come on. Unbelievable. But, but we're, in a, we're in a place in technology yes. where we've kind of had the analog digital thing has kind of found its, its happy medium. And, um, and you don't hear about that too much. You don't hear about that analog. You don't hear about the digital. I mean, people have kind of found their own thing. And, and I just wanted to really quick go around the room and, and especially starting with you, Bobby, because yeah. you, you're probably still the most analog person that I know with all your, with all your gear and oh. all the, with your yeah. Neve console and stuff like that. And, um, How's it? First of all, how's the Neve Council working out for you? That you? Uh... Uh, it's actually great. I was going to be, say something silly, but it's great. It's actually brilliant. Really, really lovely. Um, a pleasure to always go back to. Always inspiration when I put stuff through it. It's, it's easy. It's just it makes things sound great instantly. I'm like, <laughs> done. I go. No, it's fine. Yeah. So it's easy. I mean, after all the modifications that you did to that thing. Right, but even so, I mean. Generally, it, it's it's pleasant. And you've been using on your music exclusively now since yeah, you've and the soundcraft is gone and uh, soundcraft is gone. Actually, in another studio, working hard, uh, cutting drums. A buddy of mine, uh, 
Yeah, he's, he's got it in his studio, got a little studio up in the top of um, the valley here, and he's doing really well with it. So it's pretty good too. Do you ever find, I mean, do you, do you find yourself in your studio, especially with, the, with all the analog gear, that there are pieces you just don't touch anymore? I mean, or is all your analog gear, like, you have you already culled it with, from all the stuff? Yeah, I have already culled it. It's actually just recent. I don't know. Did I tell you? I can't remember. But I have a lot of analog synths, right? Right. Did I tell you that I, I put in MIDI retrofit kits? No. No, well, I did. And I have uh, I have a, a lot of old analog, uh, you know, real yeah. old synths, mini Moogs, three, three different Moogs and profits and stuff like that. I've got, you know, about... 15 of them and up and up, up until about I've had them a lot of them for about 30 years and more since they were new uh, up, up until about seven months ago I said you know something I want to midi these things so I had DCB control over them for long things so a company in England called Kenton Electronics makes little retrofit kits yep. and I, I took three two weeks three weeks drilled holes in them and yep. did a really nice I- installation of all of them and now they're completely controllable yep. and the Juno 60 I don't know if you guys know a Juno 60 but it's an old yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful it's got an arpeggiator on board yep. and now I can clock that to my new end oh, wow. which is pretty amazing so it's pretty pretty cool so um, to answer your question yes I use I use my analog stuff actually I, I've started using it more and more now because it's just so easy and I implement it with Nuendo, right. and uh, when I dial up a track in Nuendo, I can save a track in Nuendo, which is a, 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 you know, a basically a virtual track. But if I say open up Minimoog, it actually automatically opens up. I have the, I can play it instantly. The MIDI goes to it, and it comes back into the into the uh, sequencer, and I'm able to record it. So that's pretty cool. I can, I can do uh, real time export. So if I have it in, in a in a composition, I can go export, and it will actually play the MIDI events to the Minimoog. Exported as an audio track, which is pretty cool. Wow. See, and pretty the, re- the reason why I want to talk about this is because one thing that I don't think I saw you know, coming uh, you know, with the whole technology is how much we're moving back to analog. I mean, I, the Eurorack and all the modular synth stuff and the fact that you know, there's a you – know, uh, I was reading on Create Digital Music. They mm-hmm. had this article about laptops not being welcomed in some DJ booth anymore. Mm. And oh, stuff yeah. like. I mean – Really? Who saw? Yeah, wow. yeah. Who saw that coming? Uh, it's it's amazing to see this whole. You know, you have the Korg and all their little modular synths yep. and things like that. I mean, Bobby, is it really kind of catching the industry? Do you know? I'm kind of surprised the way analog is kind of charging and, and refreshing. I mean, I, you would think with all the great synths and the iPad stuff, but modular. I mean, Roland came out with their modular system. You know, basically reintroduce their stuff, and you've got Eurorack, and they're selling tons of Eurorack yeah. gear. Um, Moog, uh, yeah, Moog is it's huge. Yeah. You know, the company's making a, there's somebody making a, a proper mini Moog as, as it was meant to be. I mean, yeah. why do you think that is? Is it because people want to get back and and it's it's a closer connection to creativity? I mean, why is why is analog making this kind of resurgence? I don't know that there's. I think we've passed the point where we differentiate between analog and digital. It just is. It's, it's, in this case, there's something new. It's not necessarily that it's analog. It's just here's a new way to be creative. Really? You think it's as simple as that? Yeah, that, I that, do. that could I do. make I, sense. I, I don't think that we're thinking as much in you know, the, the digital or the domains, right. the analog or digital domain anymore. I think we've passed it. It's just that they've did so much through digital that people started looking back to get something new. Is that? Is I that don't what? even know that people are looking. And, and if if it, you're talking about from a consumer's standpoint, especially a younger consumer, they don't make that differentiation at all. 
it just is. It's just something they use. It's a tool. It's not necessarily analog or digital. It just is. What do you think? Yeah. Well, what I see is that going back to analog and the Euro rock scene and all, it's going back to performing with synths because now you can touch something that is not your computer. Right. So that is the shift that I see. But I agree with, with Bobby, you know, there's digital and analog. They're both ways of creating sounds, and most of the time you combine them together. It's very hi- hybrid, yeah. yeah. I mean, but the yeah, performing the side of it is the one that emerges from why people want to touch knobs because you see them doing it. And, and you're not just checking emails on a laptop, yeah. which is why it connects with that article written. You know. Hey, Rob, let me ask you, do you have – does modular appeal to you at all, modular synthesis, any of that stuff? You, is that – Yeah, I mean I have a long history in modular synthesis. I, I enjoy it when I have time to play with it. But you know, as I got busier and was working more under deadlines, there was rarely time to really sit and dream with modular synths. You know, it's, it's – uh, so much more time consuming and you also run the risk of not being able to get a sound back exactly if you have to come and revisit something later. Yeah. But yeah, like in my early days, the first thing I did when I started with Stevie was set up all of his modular synths in a giant circle. We called the circle of doom. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love those things, but we had the luxury of time back then to be able to sit and, you know, I could work on a bass sound for 12 hours and it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> now 12 hours is a complete production, including the mix. Well, that's true too, right? And well, the release quality. I still have some modular synths <laughs> in my uh, in my arsenal, and I think my favorite one to play with is the Schwayman. The Schwayman. Which is a uh, little <laughs> analog patching synth. It's pretty rare in America, but it's a Swedish company, and it it's sort of the best in both worlds. It's It's a modular way of thinking, but all in one unit but it's it's true analog and it's called schwayman schwayman it's spelled c-w-e-j-m-a-n schwayman well i I just find it it's really interesting to see this this push i mean going back to analog you Mm -hmm. know and and you see all these i i never would have thought you would have thought they would have gone more this and you would have gone more um more digital but the fact that analog is is coming back huge and i and i, and I see some of the euro rack modules that they have out there that are just phenomenal some of yeah. the digital hybrid ones and oh yeah, yeah yeah oh man they're just they're really really killer you know, there's a store in burbank that just specializes in oh that yes now. yeah it's the um, yeah, i have to go see it yeah they told me it's amazing it's amazing what's near, the name near the, uh, the, near the empire center actually i, I can't think of the name of it but they just specialize, especially in Eurorack stuff. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. I, uh, yeah. I, I'm gonna, I, being the big analog nerd around here, I'm actually gonna take the other. Go ahead. I'm gonna take uh-huh. the the devil's advocate position, um, and this is why. Um, I have, God, 32 years worth of collected analog equipment now, sitting in five or six large anvil cases in storage, along with. You know, my Mellotron and my Clavinet and my Hammond and all of that stuff uh, because my life situation has changed. So, therefore, I've had to move into a much smaller place. Um, and the only stuff that I have room for is digital. And I was sitting there thinking about it as I've got everything basically in one large desk with one rack that's got two computers in it, uh, you know, and a full 88-key weighted controller and, you know, some artist mix and control things on top of it and speakers and computer monitors. And I realized that I have – I was joking about it today with another composer friend of mine. 
I have more power to create orchestral music now than Beethoven or Mozart did. And so if I can't do it with, you know, Cubase running a, you know, PC loaded to the, with 64 gigs of RAM and stuff, that's on me. That's not on the gear. Um, I love the sound of analog gear. I really do. It's interesting to me though that the 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 size and the weight and the heat requirements and all of that stuff all of which disappear with digital means that that stuff has all gone into uh, into storage which doesn't mean I don't love it all I do love it and in fact I prefer using it um but one of the biggest reliefs that I ever had was when I sold my Ampex 2-inch 16-track MM1200 because even though it sounded a thousand times better than Pro Tools, a thousand times better than any digital anything, I was spending all weekend trying to fix the damn thing to be able to work with it rather yeah. than to make music with it. Yeah. I think, so. it, well, back in the day, I remember 24 tracks where you, like, you commit and you were just nervous to hit record because you're talking $250 for that little reel that's yeah, spinning yeah. around there. So it's like when you hit record, dang it, you, you better be ready to record. You're playing. It's, yeah. you know, you, either you can lay it down or you can't. Yeah. There's no so. going back and editing and quantizing the performance yeah. later. I, I think, though, that with, with analog, I mean, obviously the orchestral production on MIDI is, is obviously brilliant today. Sure. And obviously, I'm, I'm a victim of that. A couple of Mac minis loaded to the gills. But when it comes to actually analog synthesizers, your Mellotron, for example, I've, I have a Wurlitzer, um, any of those old I, I agree. You, you sit down and you are so much more inspired. Without I, a doubt. I did an Atura, and they make good VSCI yeah. plugins, right? They've got, I've got their kit, and I've put up their Minimo. We're going to put up my Minimo. Yeah. And I literally match the knobs exactly, but that doesn't mean much anyway. Yeah. It was absolutely not even close. It's like, boom, yeah. Arturo, and you, you track it up and down the keyboard. He says, yeah, it sort of sounds like it. Yeah, it sort of sounds like it. The Minimoog has got character up and down oh, yeah. the keyboard. You, it's just you, like, you can't. You and can't. it's so much more, so, There's, uh, much more inspiring. Agreed. Yeah. And I've had, just yeah. recently, he was talking about young people. I've had a 21-year-old, and actually, yes, no, a 21-year-old artist, English artist, come to my studio who had not really been exposed to analog gear. And he was literally saying... I've got to buy these things. Where do you get these yeah. things? That's the sound. That's the yeah. sound. That's the sound. And everything sounds like a hit record because all the hit records, at right. least back right. in the day, yep. were done on them. So it's, it's, it's such a fuel for creativity. Yep. Granted, for orchestral arrangements and, and, and you, know, mock, you, know, you know, of course, can't go with that. But I, I, think, I think that everybody should just allow themselves to have one bit of hard work in their rig. Oh, you know, you know, because it, agreed. You know, you get something more creative from it. And, Which, you, and you respect the fact that if I don't get this right, I may not ever get it again. So let me print it. You know, Let's which brings up actually a really good point. And, and that I kind of want to move from there because I, I, I kind of want to move into creativity. I want to talk a little bit about creativity because, because this, the conversation kind of lended itself to, to go that direction. And what I mean by that is um, a couple weeks ago, and I said this on the, the, the 10 year anniversary podcast, you know, I was, I was held up in, in the hospital for, for about a week and I couldn't create, you know, and it was really, it was really difficult. It was really hard. I like, I, not that I was going through uh, withdrawals, but I, I, I just <laughs> felt really anxious. I felt like I, it's very I couldn't. It's healing. It, it is healing. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. It is a, you know, <laughs> it's no side effects, no, no bad stuff. It's, it's a way of calming for me. Yeah. It's, 
and and I couldn't do that. I was, you know, there was there was some pain, and I and I, you know, and I, I tried, and, and actually, this is the second time I was in the hospital. I wasn't two times, believe it or not. I was like bonus, but um, but it got me thinking about creativity and 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 why we create. And and I look at all the guys here, and I feel like everybody here needs to create. Like I can't imagine Diego not creating. I can't yeah. imagine Nick. Not creating without and, a doubt, and, and <clears throat> I just really quick wanted to just talk a little bit about. And I just wanted to ask everybody a simple question: Why do you create? Now, I'm gonna start with you, Diego. Why do you create? Well, because I think it comes natural to me. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm hearing something and I immediately think about the next steps, and I obviously enjoy it. And it excites me and um, it keeps me alive, basically. Yeah, I guess that's the answer. Right? Yeah. I, and I'm not talking about, like, what you create. I'm, I want to talk about the why. Yeah, like, yeah. For, the me, spark, the, for me, I, cre- yeah. I create because I, I need to express myself. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm not one. I don't, I'm not quick to anger and I don't. You know, I, really? I, I don't really. Know. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Except when Italian people interrupt you on the air. <laughs> yes, but it took me a whole podcast to get oh, that. God. <laughs> but but seriously, it's like it's amazing how how creativity is is almost like this this need and this desire yeah. inside me that I have to do, and not specifically it, it's anything on, on any level. But I mean, like Nick, why why do you create? Why do you why do you <laughs> Do your music. Because I don't know how not to. Because I don't know how not to. Because in my case, I started playing when I was eight. That is, oh God, 43 years ago. And so 80% of my life I've been doing this. And it's just, it's who I am. It's who I am to the core. I don't know how I would be any other person. I couldn't be a a stockbroker or a, you know, or a veterinarian or anything else because this is who I am and this is what I do. Rob, why why do you create, Rob? And you do, uh, you do creativity. Rob is pretty awesome because not only does it musically, but he does does it on a tech side with your programming and with all the stuff that you're doing. But what, what motivates you to do, to create? Um... I guess I have the same answer. I can't imagine not doing it. I mean, I've been doing it for so long uh, since I was a little tiny kid. So it's just it's just built into me. I was never good at at having people teach me things and being told what to do. I always wanted to do my own thing, and it's just it's just turned out to be a permanent stamp on me. Bobby, how about you? Why? Um, you know, it's got to be the same. I mean, it's that why I create now is because I get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I have but to that's, do it. that's valid. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's yeah. you know what? There's nothing um, wrong with that. And, and you know, being an assignment writer, I have to I have to create sometimes very quickly, and and which is you know we all do that. So yeah. no, no no magic, but th- that's part of the thing. But why I was drawn to cre- being creative, I think all humans are creative. Uh, some write music, some paint pictures, some come up with great spreadsheets, some are really good stock tra- traders. You know, sure. It's all. I think we're um, basically. As a human species, we're always looking to explore and learn. Right. And I think part of that is, one, we want to it's, – it's, it's an innate human trait, one. And I think, two, it's escapism and um, basically a sort of a, a, um, a, a kind of a, not an alcoholism but a, a yeah. an ism of some type because we, we're kind of like, hey, well, I really should think of – well, whatever, yeah. a serious amount of things. Oh, let me create something. And I found myself, and I think maybe everyone else does, um, do things creative, uh, like creating in many different styles. 
and I don't mean musically only. I love doing right. music, of course, yeah. but I love doing electronics. Yeah. yeah, I love you know, I love doing projects around the house. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah that's know, true. Sort of, oh, man. Yeah, and I think it's all part of it. It's just a natural thing. I mean, that's why we create. Because I think it's. Bobby, how about you? Why do you create? You you do books and you do music and you do video stuff and you you just do a ton of stuff. It's fun. Hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'm a hedonist. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. that, You know, that's so true. I mean, come on, how awesome is it when you write something in your studio and and you know you hit it and it may not ever actually go down on the tape. It may not turn into any big idea, but for that one moment, you're playing it and you're like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> you know? Well, and it happens just, all the time. Yeah. 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 A- for about five minutes and then <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. oh, that really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Kendra, let me ask you, why, why do you create when you create? I think it's such a gift because I can go anywhere I want to go and there is a sense of control over it as well. It doesn't, it doesn't cost anything. I can go wherever I want to go. And there was a, a time where I did a scene in class and we'd meet every week. And our scene was, you know, the first moment you meet that one person and you fall in love. And when two actors are connecting and you, you just let the creative force, you know, come through you, it's, it's a beautiful moment to share every week. Sometimes that doesn't happen in a lifetime, but... I had the privilege of being in that moment every week, and I just – there's nothing better to me. You know, that's – you almost get emotional when you start mm-hmm. talking about it. For me, I do. It's like when, when I when – I, when you talk about creativity, it's just – it's such a part of my soul. It's just such a part of who I am. Um, that I, I just can't imagine, and, and it wasn't until I was in a situation where I couldn't create that that you just break yourself down to the total like baseline. Like I just need to create, and I just need to to do things, you know. So consequently, post you know hospital stays and everything, it's like okay, we're gonna do you know podcast three hundred and sixty, and we're kind of on a roll and a couple other projects. But yeah. but you find this joy. All this to say. If you're thinking about going into a creative field professionally, and if you're thinking about doing anything professionally, you know, use this why you create as a litmus as to why you're going to go that direction. Because sometimes the only way you're going to get by and the only way you're going to survive is if you can just rely on the fact that you just like to create because it's going to get hard. You're going to have a deadline. You're going to be Bobby and you have to like, Bobby, I talked to him this morning and he's like, well, by six o'clock, I'll be at the podcast because my project is going to be done. You know, the guys leaving, well, I right? Get, get done by six. So I mean, sometimes you're in that situation where yeah. you have to be creative and you have to do it. And if you if you just don't love it, you you just it's just not going to work. But sometimes it's also. I remember I just did a project with Kashi, this cereal brand. Yeah. yeah. I had to wake up at four thirty in the morning because I had the idea crossing my mind and I needed to record it, and I was That's scared awesome. of not meeting the deadline. So oh. at four thirty, I wake mm-hmm. up and I just get going. You know, I let me tell you, I know exactly what's that like. My brain, like when we we're talking about the podcast, and I'm blessed to tell you, I, I've sent her emails about this podcast at like three thirty in the morning. Like, okay, exactly. we're going to do this, and we're going to have this, and this is how we're going to light it. This right. is what we're going to do. It's like your brain just does not shut off, you know. But really, I, I want to use that. I want to let you guys know that it's a really. If you're out there, and we have a lot of students that listen to the podcast, and if you want to figure out if you if you're going to make it, if you want to go that direction. Um, 
just break it down. Do you need to do this? Is this something that you have to do? Is this so part of you that you just have to have to create? I just noticed the creative lighting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you noticed that, huh? <laughs> That's right. Uh, so that was uh, 330 emails. <laughs> Um, it really was. It was a good one. <laughs> but anyway, um, so uh, hey, like we're going to wrap up uh, the first uh, Audio Nowcast 360 podcast before the camera gives out. Um, but um, before we go, um, Bobby, are you working on anything you can talk about? Yeah, everything. No, I'm actually doing uh, a bunch of music for uh, ABC's music library right now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Put in there. Uh, nice. Yeah, lovely doing that. And uh, your Emmy nomination. No, 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 thanks very much. He rubs it in every time. No, what do you mean? I wish I was nominated. There's no rub in there. Yeah, um, um, no, and uh, and I'm doing uh, uh, um, uh, a friend of mine. We're doing uh, music for General Hospital. Nice. Nick, how about you? You working on anything fun and exciting you can talk about? Yeah, um, it's a conversation for a longer time since we already had the analog conversation. I just bought the Harrison Mixbus 32C software. Okay. Because I was curious to see um, how it would feel with mixing, and I've been spending way too much time trying to get my uh, Euphonics Avid Artist Series stuff to be able to talk to it. And no joy. There is no joy in Mudville, unfortunately. <laughs> oh. Mighty KC is striking uh, out. Really? Yeah. But that's okay. I, you know, I'm geeking out a lot and playing a ton of music and, all, as always, writing music at Disney. So that's having a great time. Oh, and that's awesome. Awesome. Old, that's awesome. Old, since you. That's awesome. Like no, no, we'll talk. We'll talk. you don't love them anymore. I do love Come them. Over to Daddy. Yes, yes. We'll talk. <laughs> I think you're going to be owning a Mellotron very soon. We'll oh, talk Betty, about I that. Love that. <laughs> I used to make my own tapes, believe it or not. We, we will talk nice. about that after the show. Nice. Kendra, are you auditioning for anything that, or are you just want to keep it quiet or are you doing anything well i have a project that i'm really really excited about but we'll keep it under wraps we'll right. keep it under wraps but we, just, it'll just, just be start us getting and the eight excited now <laughs> <laughs> um i just had two projects wrap um and i finally got to see them screened um which was wonderful we had a screening at the chinese theater on Saturday uh, for the drama club. My part wasn't huge, but I got to slap a guy, which I've never done on camera before. You can't, he, he can stab him anytime. He's Italian. He's used to it. <laughs> but you know, it only took a couple takes. But I, I was, I was thankful to be able to see, you know, what what my scene contributed to the story and helped, you know, move the plot along. So, yeah, fantastic, Diego. Colorbots, anything yes. else you, you want to... Well, I have other things in the works because Colorbots inspire me to go different directions. And I'm promoting it because, you know, I just released it, so I have a yeah. few things, some interviews and other things. I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't mean to, to snap at you, really. I, I know, just, I love you, Mike. <laughs> you know, I love <laughs> you. <laughs> 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 Do you want to get a room and go to 365? <laughs> 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 but I enjoy it because I'm like... We're going to be switching over I never, seen, channel I never seen Mike like this. This is interesting. Let's see where... Why don't you strap on the 360 channel and get <laughs> it's going to be for a different channel. Uh, you know? Liz, I think you We're not going to that channel. <laughs> Good eye. Am I allowed to say one more thing about creativity? What do you want to say really quick? It's really uh, a good way to connect with other, pe- with other people. Like you connect with the audience. You connect with the other actors. <gasps> connect with, your that was, that connect was with yourself. Yeah. That was worth it. Bobby, really quick before it shuts down because of heat. Yeah, I'm working on a lot of stuff. It's- I'm busy. <laughs> hey, I want to give Bobby, uh, once again, his podcast, a plug. Martin was on it. It was a really great podcast. Um, and 
Bobby does some amazing interviews, and, and if you get a chance, I would head over to his podcast and listen to it. What's well, what's the you. URL? Where, what's the name of your podcast? It's BobbyOInnerCircle.com. Bobby O Inner Circle. I've been on his podcast before, and I feel like I've made it to the Inner wow. Circle. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was fantastic. I, I concur. It was a great honor to be asked to do it. Um, and so uh, and if I you, was on it as well. Yep, Rob was on it. So, yeah. I'll, I'll be soon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and uh, yeah, so it's all good and dandy. Rob, really quick, what are you working on before the camera dies yet again? Well, I'm actually, right now I'm on the East Coast because I've been doing a bunch of business stuff and also celebrating my birthday. Thank you. So I've been traveling up and down the East Coast, visiting friends and family and everything, which has been awesome. But while in Philly, which is where I'm from, I've been uh, working with a friend who has a group called the West Philadelphia Orchestra. Very, very, very unusual group. And I'm helping them with one of their releases uh, check them out. I'm not even going to tell you about them, but they are very unusual and incredible musicians. That's awesome. Like probably the highest caliber musicians I've ever uh, dealt with for like horn players and stuff. Just nice. killer. So I'm doing some work with them, but mostly I'm here uh, taking in meetings and traveling like a crazy person like usual. That's awesome. Awesome. How about you, Mike? Uh, I've got a busy pack summer and most of the stuff I can't talk about, but um, it's some pretty awesome stuff and got to figure out how to keep the camera from shutting down. <laughs> so, but anyhow, we're going to wrap up. So if you have any comments or questions, you can reach us at audio at nowcastnetwork.com. That's audio at nowcastnetwork.com. From myself and all the guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, guys. Thank Bye. you for viewing. It's our first episode. It's going to get better. The Audio Nowcast 360 is going to do some really fun stuff in the future. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Have a good week. Listening to the Audio Nowcast, sponsored by API and West Wave Audio. The Audio Nowcast is hosted by Mike Rodriguez and uses Aphex's 230 Master Channel Voice Processor. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>